Epic Assemble! Oh, Fletcher. <laughs> Tina never joins us on that. Nobody's I was doing it before he. I was doing it. Welcome to the Epic Podcast, your weekly dose of mental foreplay, where we have conversations worth having. My name is Matt. I'm Jen. I'm Austin. I'm Joni. I'm Christina. I'm David. And this week is an is an is a mostly monthly episode, and we are kind of hitting some pretty cool topics this week. So let's jump right into it with five uh, G. Let's go. Oh, five G. <laughs> so. Shoot, I was going to look up when we think this is all going to go down. Um, I think it's like this year, next year, something like that. I forget, but I prepared this topic a while back. Um, 5G, so it's the next thing in G's. phones and whatnot. <laughs> in G's. <laughs> yep, in G's. Um, it's, it's the after 4G. Oh, okay. Mm, I'm OG. Thanks for And coming. I'm a little tiny bit concerned about it. And the reason that I came across, started thinking about it, I guess, is because back in the day when I was preparing this topic originally, I was looking into AR, augmented reality, because I find it intriguing and it's going to be taking over our lives at some point, probably sooner than later. Um, and being implemented into just everything in very interesting and intriguing ways. Um, like Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Pokemon Go is a good example of, you know, base level <clears throat> AR stuff. The first thing that I came across that led me down this path was uh, hologram preachers, which I guess has been a thing for a long time. Preachers? And, yeah. Preachers or and creatures? Preachers. <laughs> Okay. Apparently, this that came seems around. like the most logical use of holograms, right? <laughs> right. Like when me. I think, yeah, multi-site. Well, think about Obi Wan. Well, yeah. So, uh, this kind of thing has been around for a long time, but hasn't been super implemented, I guess. Um, like I saw a really old concert, people performing with holograms. Like Michael Jackson, I think was one. And who who else done? Well, yeah, but like, just like average people were also like when you say hologram, is it like the three D like picture that's right in there? A hologram, like it's on a screen. Now I I think it's redigitalized. Someone who's somewhat. I I don't know if it's all been the same way, but this so five G is going to lead the way for this to become much more commonplace. I guess, Um, for example. So one of the things that is being talked about is um, commercials, like, or ads, I guess I should say. Like when you go in stores, like you, you kind of become part of the ad and stuff like that. I saw a video of, I guess, like a... Is it like an imagined... on Superstore, that, that uh, little old lady? So, okay, so maybe a little bit like that. But, um, but in general, like it, 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 it can project out so you can kind of be in the ad. 
And like I saw a video of, the, of course in Japan, it seems like they always have this kind of stuff sooner, but like just so, so full everywhere of stuff trying to get your attention. So imagine like, I don't know, was it in the nineties, I guess, when websites were crazy blinky everywhere, mm. but imagine that like projected out into real life. <laughs> perhaps <laughs> well do you have to wear like snapchat glasses to see this stuff or how is this snapchat glasses well, well they were a thing <laughs> were they isn't anyway? there isn't there um isn't there something like that in back to the future what is it totally and also something just kind of at him and he's like what the crap i thought it was jaws can you imagine well, like we haven't done adequate enough research on the emotional effects, the psychological, the psychological effects of all of the social media that we're doing, and then just to put it in 3D, like we already are a nation full of anxiety and panic and whoa. And can you just imagine having some 3D creature or advertisement coming at you, or all these blinking lights, and now we have all these children who can't attend, have any kind of attention because it's just like on their uh, face. You like, want to research that? Boring. <laughs> <laughs> the research is already showing that like it's not good. It's not good well, like for us. Advertisers, I mean, advertising is specifically designed to get a chemical reaction. Mm -hmm. I mean, they change the colors, they change the, mm -hmm. the, the smells. I mean, they, they do anything they can to get you to respond with some sort of an addictive response. Definitely. And so it's just going to up the ante. Have you guys, you guys ever saw, um, ah, oh, that one game, um, that, or that one movie that came out about the game, the virtual reality game. Ender's game. No. That's a good one. Player one. Ready player player one. one. Thank you. Oh. Ready player one. And do you remember the bad guy in there and that he was trying that. to take over the Oasis? And what he wanted to do was they, in one of the meetings with the board, he like said, like, we've done studies and we can uh, take 80 up to 80% of the player's visual screen with ads before inducing a seizure. Yeah. So like, like, cause it was, it was like an ad free experience. Um, and he wanted to own the Oasis so that he could start doing advertisements on people's thing. And they had done studies on how much they could do before people would like die <laughs> essentially. But that's the thing. No, it's totally yeah. the thing. And I, I think I, I've probably bored Jenneth this a bunch of times, so I'll bore everybody else now that's listening. Oh, I know where it's coming. <laughs> Four yeah. times now. Yeah, so back when McDonald's was getting started up, <laughs> uh, they went with red and, and yellow because they wanted to get mm -hmm. people in and out. They didn't want them to stay. And so when our brains see red and yellow, it starts saying, hey, triggers. Like, this is there's danger. Get out. Like, it's not like you're thinking, oh, <laughs> Ronald McDonald's dangerous. Maybe you are, but well, he's uh, a clown. <laughs> but the red and yellow is definitely sending triggers, and uh, so and how far we've come. Chairs and they right? create an entire atmosphere to get you in and out. And versus other restaurants that want you to buy more alcohol and stuff, so they're and dark, stay. they're brown, yeah. they're warm. Yeah, yeah. Casinos because that's what color McDonald's is now. Interesting. It's yeah. true because they they want you to stay. <laughs> they they want the cafe cafes and their coffee and. Huh. Yeah. That's and they are also a real estate company. So there you go. Yes. Full circle. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we talked about that online. So, so, so that was pre-meeting. Can you tie in how, how the 5G then works with these ads? Okay. So it's, it's really just because it enables the higher speeds and the 
greater bandwidth and stuff. So how's the how's a how's a hologram made? Like, is it? Well, I didn't do that much research. No, I'm just curious. Are, is it like that the the little thing that your brother had the other day that you put on top of your phone? And yeah, it's, it's like, like that video game you could play in the arcade back in the day with the cowboy and the Indian, and you had like the little dome over the top of it, and if you made the wrong choice, like you lost a quarter, basically. Oh, okay, I'm alone on that one, but all right. Yep, all right, I don't remember that at all. Uh, <laughs> definitely a thing. But there are lamps and stuff that you can get, cheap lamps that project an image, a 3D image out oh, above yeah. them and stuff. Um, it's just it's becoming more and more prevalent. Um, Have you seen anything about the microwaves with 5G? So microwaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like what, not like cooking your kitchen microwaves, but the actual waves that. <laughs> 5G uses. That was the, one of the things that I was um, concerned about <laughs> because they're the millimeter waves. Um, they are shorter. They can't go as far. They don't travel well through buildings. Um, they're a higher frequency. They tend to be absorbed by rain and plants. Ooh, they are basically. It's in my opinion, it's kind of concerning what kind of effect that they're going to have on there maybe those waves can attain a frequency of love for those plants and so just like the uh are these all man-made like is there any natural form of 5g i don't understand how it fully works but is this like fully man-made so it's putting something new into our atmosphere Hmm. this is what i don't technically understand either it's just accessing waves that are already there to my knowledge or my understanding but multiplying right? them i'm sure but it's it's, yeah, amplifying it's right it's like utilizing but what do you mean that they're already there they're being well, produced the by the, okay by your phone and your phone whether is, they're natural yeah. or not it's not really coming I mean, radioactivity is natural sure right amplify it <laughs> right <laughs> that's what i mean it's like it's it's the natural whatever frequencies but it's it's being manipulated i guess um so why are they moving to a 5G? What's the benefit? Because it's it's much faster, like insanely faster. I don't it, think I it's have a lot. It's I forget. Down, it's, Christina's brother was telling me. It's very very. It's almost from like 20 megs to 500. The kids were saying like something today actually, and I don't know exactly what they're talking about, but something about like 18 movies in a couple minutes being downloaded. Is that or what they were crazy. talking about? They, yeah, I, I don't think. Maybe for future planning, there'd be a great conversation on high speed in general and just mm-hmm. the inequality of it or how certain companies manipulate the market. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll write that down. Okay. So, so on, on, in our town? on a fun note, just quick Google here. Uh, it says that basically 5G is about 20 times faster than 4g so if you're looking at one gig on 4g you're gonna get 20 gigs in the same time on 5g I, i'll take wow. that for cooking my brain it's all good yes right? <laughs> and so worth it to get those videos that's down. what you believe beyond the thing is they'll still charge you per meg mm. i'm on unlimited data bro uh, <laughs> i live in the future never mind then but is it truly unlimited yeah do you have a cap no cap. No cap. He's in a free zone, apparently. Uh, so beyond just um, augmented reality, yeah. it also will make um, the Internet of Things a much more commonplace 
thing. So it like the Internet of Things is basically just like everything being connected to the internet and being like smart and mm. that kind gonna, of thing. I'm gonna have my toaster mining cryptocurrency. It's gonna right? be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Those, that kind of crazy. <laughs> How much did your computer generate today? So what we're concerned about though is the the term would be electro smog. Oh, electro smog. That's, that's that sounds fancy. Sounding. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a so, whole episode. <laughs> because because of the um, nature of the millimeter waves being shorter, not being able to go as far and, and such, the antennas are are smaller, but you have to have like a bajillion of them basically. So they're going to be everywhere, and it's not going to be possible really to avoid exposure, which part of the concern <laughs> do you guys remember bill and ted's excellent venture maybe it's bogus journey but basically like the people in the future how they were dressed in like big blocky clothing mm-hmm. like, and maybe they're like wearing faraday cages and that's why they're <laughs> 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 that's, yeah. that's it I was, I was watching one of ben greenfield's podcasts with joe rogan and he was saying that that actually wi-fi and, and i can't remember exactly what component of your body it was affecting <clears throat> but it was one that measured fatigue. Mm. Matt, help me out here. Sorry, dude. <sighs> <laughs> Anyways. The um, one Joe Rogan one he did. Yes. Know. Come on, Matt. Let me down, dude. Dude, I have been jamming that one with Ben L- Ben Laser. I don't know. The UFO guy. <laughs> the Area 51 guy like, for oh, like a week gosh. now. Oh, gosh. Yes, yeah. Which one is it? Darn it. I think it's Lazar. I there was mowing today. Yeah, I could have listened hard. to it. Anyways, so what he was saying is um, apparently the Apple Watch can tell you w- what level this is and he used it to measure whether he should work out or not more so than how he felt because um, it would it, it was actually <coughs> a metric that would tell you how, how much your body had, how much, energy, how much it had expended in your previous workout and whether it had recuperated or not. But what he was saying is that, that actually um, that Wi-Fi has an effect on those, on that metric in your body. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they go dark at night. Like he completely turns everything off, shuts all, all electronics and whatever would be causing any sort of radio waves and they go completely dark at night. I thought that was kind of an interesting thought. And it, and if it is indeed, like, if, if it does cause an effect on your body, then, like. I, I, I try to get my phone away from me when I sleep. I kind of, like, yeah. plug yeah, it in and kind of, like, emitting sling it over as far as the cord will go. But Do you turn it on airplane mode or just move it I away? should, but that's hard. <laughs> well, and I think, like, <laughs> even like, with... Like, with our children like our daughter and the way her bed was positioned in our house and what whatever electronical thing device was on the outside of the wall like we moved it and I feel like there's been some because she kind of can be a night owl and I don't know if that's well yeah biological or hereditary and and not that she's super close to it but her bed was on the, the side of the room closest to the smart meter the electricity meter on the outside of the house um, so we, we made it a point to move it away from that. And I, don't, I don't know if she just kind of grew out of the, the sleep issue or not. Or, if or she's a, just quieter now. We don't know it. she's up yeah, all right? night. <laughs> <laughs> she got smarter. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's been something that I've been mildly or subconsciously concerned about for a while, just 
all that kind of stuff that's interacting with our bodies in ways that we don't I mean it's really technically radiation yeah oh. well corporations would never do anything against your best interest so right and so, the government would protect I don't know why so I'm concerned about F- FCC is definitely in your FCC court. totally <laughs> I was gonna ask because I mean is there a threshold that they follow you know <laughs> <laughs> do well, they even look at this kind of stuff? So part of the issue is yeah, that the uh, studies that are being done for 5D um, <laughs> sure. to make them to make everyone feel fine and safe, they're not using pulsed millimeter waves in these studies. But the 5G that will be used for phones and stuff will be using pulsed millimeter waves, which I don't really know exactly how that plays out, but it's definitely different. So the studies are not really particularly valid um, or they're misleading. Well, and Do who's, they have an and, estimate and who, on what they, sorry, go ahead, Matt. I'll just say who's doing the studies. It's usually the company. I can set the, I mean, there's just a couple of studies. I'm sure. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always obviously part of the issue as well. But um, smoking it, doesn't harm you. You should smoke when you're pregnant. <laughs> Good for the baby. Right. Drink Coke to put previous, your kids to bed. The previous studies, bed snack. <laughs> previous studies show how pulse rates of the frequencies lead to gene toxicity and DNA strand breaks. There's a, a Dr. Ben Ishai of Hebrew University in Israel it says that our sweat ducts act like, quote, an array of helical antennas when exposed to these wavelengths, which basically means we become more conductive and it's just i don't know there's a lot of (laughs) Hmm. concerning sounding things um but i'll end with this apparently 5g radiation is already used in crowd control (laughs) the 5g surprise there yeah the 5g frequencies which will soon be blanketing our neighborhoods, I'm reading this obviously, have been under development for a number of years by defense agencies, including the U.S., Russian, and Chinese as a means of crowd control. The U.S. Army uses millimeter waves in crowd dispersal guns called active denial systems. And Dr. Benishai explains, if you're unlucky enough to be standing there when it hits you, you'll feel like your body is on fire. So I don't know. I, I don't claim to understand how all these things work, but it sounds to me like it could be utilized in a somewhat scary fashion did they have any uh suggestions on how to counteract or how to avoid it or is it just in the air and it's mithril armor well Mm -hmm. i think i mean that's one of the things that we're saying is that it's really difficult it's going to be really difficult to avoid just because of the nature of the waves and how they have to have Mm -hmm. things very close proximity so i'm sure they're going to come up with some ideas but i (laughs) at this point i don't know i feel like i just saw a tweet from elon musk not too long ago where they're basically setting up a 5g satellite so Mm -hmm. it's gonna be everywhere thank you yeah i think it's kind of inevitable i'm I'm sure there's gonna be lots of quacky ways to do stuff right they work or not you know but i mean obviously there's the the controlling the mindless masses were there any other specific uh, health side effects that they anticipate yeah, they're, let me see here. They're just microwaves magnified. I'll link, I'll link in my article, but there's a whole, like, there's 11 different things that, well, okay, they're not all human, like, 
They're concerned about disruption of the natural ecosystem, effects mm. of the atmosphere and depletion of fossil fuels. There's a picture actually of plants exposed to frequencies that doesn't look good. <laughs> um, effects on bacteria resistance, effects on cell growth rates, immune system effects, effects on the heart, effects on the eyes, lens opacity, okay, cataracts, I guess. The skin was apparently one of the bigger things and the electrosmog in general, but so yeah, I, I mean... Can I get some SPF with 5G? <laughs> well, and it, to me, it kind of just makes me want to dig into kind of that spiritual muscle and how do I set up my, my radiance, my aura to protect myself? How do I tune into my body so I'm not dependent on a device telling me when I should go to sleep and when I should exercise and if I've consumed enough calories or ex but I'm connecting in my body and kind of say, hey, I am not in a good spot right now. I need to move. Like mm -hmm. the last couple of days, I'm like, I need to consume blueberries. I don't know why, but it, I'm not craving them. It's just my body's like, eat blueberries. So having that connection with your body and communicating, I think is just one more reason like this is coming. How can I sharpen my own tools to be ready for that battle? I think it's so totally. interesting how like different you and I are on that one in the sense that like, <laughs> I, like I'm not against anything that you just said other than like, I appreciate the extra empirical data. Like if I can have some data that says, hey, like you didn't fully recover last night. Like you didn't get the deep sleep that would show that you are ready to rock today. Maybe take it a little easier on this workout. Like that's, that's useful information for me. Not that I'm necessarily going to follow it, but to have it's nice. I um, guess I would just listen to my body and, and yeah. feel it and know it and be like, okay, this is, this is where I need to go. So my sometimes, feeler is my ring. Sometimes it's nice to have an unbiased third party just and then I would, to go to, their own. I would go to Joni, but Joni, I need some essential oils for the 5Gs. <laughs> essential oils are so last year. Oh. <laughs> so now it's CBD. Now the oh, thing is CBD oil. Well, so that's please, like please. one oil for all the oils? Is that? What, what, it's one what, oil what, to rule them all. <laughs> Everybody together now. <laughs> so why didn't you enlighten us on this? Well, what got me into this is I was literally seeing it from at the coffee shop. You could get it in your coffee to the gas station, to health food stores, to the grocery store, to video stores seeing it everywhere. And then I got a testimonial from one of my coworkers who was having a lot of pain and said, she's like, I tried the CBD oil and she was almost in tears because it just changed her life literally overnight. And then I got a text from a friend of a friend that said she was in this multi-level marketing thing. She's like, you got to try this. I'm like, okay, this is, this is not going away. So what's the big deal with all this? So I started looking into it and CBD is short for cannabidiol or cannabidol that different people pronounce it different ways, but it's a derivative of hemp. Um, not to be confused with THC, which is the hallucinogenic um, part of marijuana, but this is CBD and it's been, we've known about CBD since about 1940s. Um, in closer to 1960s, it started to become researched, which that was right about when marijuana started to become popular in the United States. And um, 
1988, it was discovered that we actually have an entire system in our body called the endocannabinoid system. That's the largest system of receptors in our body that are actually pretty much designed to receive cannabinoids. And so what do they do for our body? It's, it's pretty much, you know, some people kind of call it the cure-all of everything. Um, they're talking about skin conditions, um, sleep disorders, PTSD, schizophrenia, asthma, bipolar, heart disease, glaucoma. Let's say AIDS. Let's say yeah. AIDS, AIDS. Cancer, <laughs> Parkinson's, ALS. obesity. The list kind of goes on and on. And the reason is, is because these receptors are throughout your entire body. So it literally can affect every part of your body. Some of the biggest things people take it for, though, are um, sleep, uh, stress, um, pain is a really big one, uh, cancer, and actually helping your brain recover. It can actually restore neurofunction in your brain. So those are some of the big things that people are taking it for. So I think we just found our anti-5G Exactly. Yeah. Well, if nothing else, let's, it's a placebo thing, right? Yeah. We, can, well, we can call it that. Right. I, I, I can definitely, you know, vouch at least, I guess, second party on this one. Um, you know, my, my dad, shout out to the big guy here, um, started using CBD oil, I don't know, in the last year or so, just to get off of painkillers. And That's a big one. And he's been, he loves it. Like he's, I mean, I'm, I won't say anything on the radio, but he loves it a lot. <laughs> so is this something, because I was interested when we were, when we were doing our pre-note shorts. Pre-show notes. The, yep. there before the show. So before the show, we were talking about it, because it's something that as I go to the grocery store, store sure. all of a sudden, <laughs> there's all of these CBD um, merchandise, and it's like in this locked cage thing, and I'm just like, I automatically assume, like, are they just now selling marijuana in the grocery store? Because why would you lock it up if it's not that? And then if I were to buy the cream, I kind of assume it's kind of like a Bengay kind of thing where I rub it on my shoulder. Can I do that at work? Can I go drive? Like, those are the questions that I haven't well, researched. You, we so. get it at the pet store, too, for the pups. Little anxiety. Yeah, it's big for animals. Huh. Actually, I, I learned that any, anything with a vertebrae has an endocannabinoid system. So you can't use it for animals. No way. Um, they have just as many receptors for it. So literally, these anim people, animals are, are made for this, to receive this. And there was a study that showed um, most major diseases um, in conjunction with that was actually a depletion of cannabinoids in your body. So you can actually be deficient in cannabinoids. So that's one of the, but to answer your question, Jen, one of the reasons they're locked up is they're expensive. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the main mm -hmm. reasons. I just bought a four ounce bottle and it was close to $200. What? Um, it also, de I mean, it depends on the strength. And that's the other thing is that it's not regulated at all right now. So that's part of the reason why it's so popular is that it's not regulated. So anybody so who knows what you're getting. <laughs> exactly. Anyone can do anything. The other reason it's so popular is I believe because it works, but it is an unregulated system. So I, I've read that for like your endocannabinoid system, the having like a tiny percentage of like THC is helpful in the uptake mm -hmm. of it. Did you come across that or am I just blowing smoke? I did. A lot of people were even going um, as far as saying having <sighs> one to one ratio of THC, oh. CBD. Um, 
Now, when you buy CBD oil, it can have up to a 0.3% THC naturally in it before, after that, it's, it's illegal. So it can have a little bit, if you get like a full spectrum, it's probably going to have a trace amount of THC in it. Um, you because can, they're putting in it or if it's naturally? It's part of the plant. So yeah, naturally the hemp plant has kind of that ratio. Mm. But if you're, you can get like marijuana that the THC is taken out and all you're left with is the CBD. Um, so like I said, there's a lot of variables in it. Mm. Yeah, we just watched a documentary on pot specifically. Mm. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of modern day pot is like 14 to one with THC. So yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty Frankenstein there. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty um, potent on the other side. But yeah, it's the CBD is essentially, you know, the potheads that are like, whoa, dude, and just chill. Right. And then there's I the ones. I don't know those people. <laughs> don't know this. So there's like the chill version of potheads. And then there's the kind of the more uh, mental, like deep thought uh, and the kind of more of an upper versus a downer. CBD is that chill, relaxed version. THC is the more of the upper uh, high thought um, kind of version. So so there are two kinds of receptors, CB receptors in your body. There's CB1 and CB2. Ooh. CB1 receptors are primarily for THC and they are in your brain and spinal column. So it is that hallucinogenic, you know, um, high that you get those receptors are in your brain and in your, your spinal column. The CB2 receptors are all over your body, everywhere actually except your lungs, which is why you can't overdose because with op opioids, they actually affect your lungs and that's when you overdose, you stop breathing. Hmm. But with CBD, you actually can't overdose on it because it's actually those receptors aren't in your lungs, but they're everywhere else in your body. So that's how you can receive the benefit from a small amount of THC and CBD because your body has receptors for both. That's so interesting. The more you know. Thank you, Joni. That was awesome. <laughs> but, so you said something though about, I, I think I missed part of what you said, but something about the receptors, uh, what did you call it? Cab cabin the endocannabinoid. Yeah. And you said something about it. You can have a deficiency in that. Yeah. So part of, part of what it does, the cabinoid, I keep yeah. saying cannabinoids. <laughs> Part of what they do is your body produces serotonin. And so the serotonin floods your body and does its great serotonin thing. And then your receptors regulate how much serotonin's in your body. And they'll say, okay, you've had enough. And they start actually reabsorbing it. Yeah. But what the cannabinoids do is they actually um, delay or, or halt that reabsorption. So the serotonin stays in your body which is part of how you get that feel-good feeling, which is where you can get rid of anxiety, get rid of some of the PTSD. Um, and it also affects your brain. It actually helps you forget things that your brain doesn't need. So that can decrease your anxiety because you're not remembering the same thing and playing the same thing over and over and over in your mind. Forever or just in that time frame? I mean, it doesn't make you like... Erase it. Er yeah, it doesn't erase it. But it just brings everything down a notch and it... It's actually an adaptogen 
So it's not going to just power through like drugs do and make your body do something. It's going to go to where it needs to go and it's going to put you in this homeostasis. It's going to get your body where it needs to be, which is a lot like essential oils. They do the same thing. You know, they're not going to power through and force your body to do something. They're going to just put you in a balanced state and put you, bring you up where you were down, bring you down where you were up and, and get you where you need to be. So is there anything addictive at all about it considering that it gives you those feel good feelings whatever like <laughs> does it uh, i don't know is there any sort of not not that i've found mm-hmm. um insert disclaimer here yeah insert disclaimer. <laughs> not not that i've found i mean there there aren't a lot of official studies mm-hmm. on it there have been some but the funding is not there i, I will say technically it's still federally illegal um, but on the state level, it's legal, and that's why you can buy it. 47 out of 50 states have made it legal. So federally, it's still illegal, and that's why they can't get funding. But hasn't the FDA approved some CBD products? The FDA is approving a CBD drug. A so they're approving legal drug. Yeah, that makes Yeah, the, the federal government also has a patent. On I think CBD the answer oil. is more government. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. I and I have clearly not bought any CBD oil from the grocery right. store. Or well, your <laughs> behaviors are offending me, so I think it should be against the law. <laughs> My big question is, is if that, you know, once you begin going down this road of CBD oil, like once you have like the receipt in hand, do you go home and then there's tie-dyed shirts in your closet? <laughs> <laughs> you get one free. Dude, <laughs> I came home and all my shirts were tie-dyed. <laughs> they were all bundled up. You're like, why are you putting rubber bands in my, my shirts? My two, F-250 was suddenly a, a Volkswagen. It was so... <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, Joni, you, you have purchased some. Have you had personal... Um, Wait, effects? are you just supposed to say that? She has not. She maybe have somehow acquired some. It's federally illegal. Okay, whatever. She got You're somehow... get them in trouble. Well, no, it, it, is legal. it is legal to purchase at a state level. Um, yeah, we've actually had uh, some CBD salve that we've had for five put or six, in front of the camera five or six years. Um, and we didn't use it a whole lot. And it just kind of sat around. And then got back into it it was your friend at work whose feet were yeah left. my my friend told me how much it changed her life I'm like, well, maybe I should pull that bottle out of the out of the cupboard and try it again and we've been trying it like with sore muscles and sore necks and it's amazing it's it's honestly really impressive it's scary good it's scary it's, impressive no, this is 1.3 ounces this was a 50 dollar bottle mm. oh well so and we're part of an mlm that sells it can away. It's the oldest direct marketing for CBD oil that's been around. They're they're a really actually they're in the top ten of companies. They're like twenty to fifty million uh, in sales that they're doing right now. Um, Part of the problem is is quality control. Yeah, it's no different than getting off brand vitamin C, like versus the higher end vitamin, like any vitamins, any minerals that you supplements that you get. You can have cheap versions, mm-hmm. you know, highly diluted or, you know, expired crap. I mean, some of this stuff has a shelf life as far as its potency. And, that. and so CBD is the same thing. It's, it's going to the local video store and getting CBD 
versus or the grocery store versus a company that's direct mm-hmm. order and stuff like that, you're going to get a quality difference. So some of the things you want to look for if you're interested in buying it is you want to look for definitely a percentage. Mm-hmm. You want to know how much CBD is in what you're getting. And often it'll be like, I just ordered some that was a thousand milliliters per four ounces. So that equates to about 30 milliliters per serving, which is about, like I said, there's no, there's no standard serving size. There's no standard anything right now, but that's what a lot of people take. So you want to know what's in it. You don't want to go just by off the name. Um, and you want to know how it was made because there's different kinds. Um, some use ethanol to extract it from the plant. And with that, you're getting more toxins. Um, the good kinds are CO2 extracted. So it's a very clean, very earth-friendly um, process that won't have any added toxins to it. So you want to know your brand. You want to know where it comes from. I don't think just buying something at a store is going to hurt you. But they've done tests. They've bought stuff from different stores. And some have like no, like hardly any CBD. Yeah, it won't hurt you. You just waste your money. Yeah, you so hurt your pocketbook. This All has right. been cut with pure olive oil, I can tell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. cool. So, this, I will say for myself, so I hurt my neck, man, what was that, 10 years ago now, 11 years ago? I woke up one morning with like this, a massive kink in my neck and basically over time I realized I was at a, a herniated disc or an effused L4, or T1 and T2 vertebrae and I've been working on a chiropractor all that stuff but there was just always this kind of constant ache and I started to use this stuff and then I also did oh you know what I should do that as my product um, I also started doing magnets with Nikon, Nikon magnets mm-hmm. and taping those on my on either side of my spine and between the two this was the immediate pain relief and then the magnets was the, the long term more healing um, but yeah, this stuff is like, it blows my mind. If, I, if I'm a little sore, it's maybe five minutes. I yeah. mean, it is, it puts Ben Gay to shame. And, and that's the thing why I think it's so popular right now, honestly, because it works. You can look up reviews for so many products and they're all five stars. Um, it's, people are finding something that works for them. People are getting off, people that are addicted to opioids, they're getting off of them. People that have been suffering from depression and nothing else works, they're getting off of those meds and just going to something natural. I keep hearing testimony after testimony. I'm sure the pharmaceutical industry will be on this so Well, quick, that's what right? concerned me, to be honest, was that when it starts getting regulated and then starts getting outlawed because it is a natural substitute to pharmaceutical drugs um, is, a, is a concern. I did have the thought, I'm like, should I just be buying this stuff up? Is it going to become outlawed? Yeah. Can the oil go rancid? Mm. I haven't read anything about that. So I... Yeah, I don't know. I think we got time for yours. I know you're kind of giving me this note over here. It says, mm. well, it's not really related. It's kind of, you know, we're talking about, you know, IG. Which and... is tech. Okay. We got this. Full circle. We got this. All right. Yes. This is mostly to... monthly. <laughs> mostly monthly. <laughs> I had wanted to kind of talk about, um, our beloved Taylor Swift, if you will love her. I don't know. Shake it off. Um, <laughs> mm. 
So recently in the news, she's made headlines again for writing a very lengthy letter on... About her boyfriend she just broke up with? Twitter. Oh. No. No, that was um, her last song. <laughs> that's all that's her song. Other and the one before that. Um, the one before but no, basically, so when she was a budding artist, she signed a record label and basically signed all of her music and her rights to this record company. Um, she's not the only artist who's had this this... There are many artists who have signed contracts and then had to fulfill these contracts. Um, but the thing that's been in the news is that this company, has, this record label has sold her digitally mastered rights to her music and sold it to someone else who coincidentally she's feuding with and he sounds like a wonderful man. Hmm. Not. Um, but basically, so she was upset because she wasn't given the chance to buy her music, to buy her art, to buy something that she has created. Much like many other artists that fall into her category, she just has a bigger platform to kind of share her, her disdain. Um, and so I thought that was really interesting as we move into an age where um, many people are becoming their own creators of content and it's just out there. Um, and anyone can really snatch up your your stuff and kind of just take it as your own. And so she's kind of led the way. She she fought against like Apple with her rights and stuff. And so I just thought it was an interesting to to bring up. And that's really all I've got, unless somebody wants to chime in on that. I think it's cool that you know a big artist is taking a stand in the sense that you know like a lot of the little artists that are, are in these streaming platforms just you know they don't they get the the raw deal. Or, uh, and if they were to protest, nobody cares. So to have somebody big that's doing it, that's cool. The angle that interests me on it is how do you manage those digital rights going forward? And at risk of sounding like a broken record blockchain, like I, I know of at least a project that's working on specifically managing digital artists' rights. So definitely, that's one way to do it. I, I, and then beyond that, I think about how, if you were to think about this as a different medium, like say like a painter, for example, like how is it any different when a painter, you know, basically gets a contract to produce art and then produces the art, fulfills the contract. Is it a surprise then that they don't have a chance to buy the art back or is that, am I just looking at it really cynically? Well, I mean, I think it's the same thing, but it's the value that our culture puts on music versus painting. And there's even, you know, paintings that have like, this is print one out of 235 or whatever. And so that happens, but mostly people are paying the money that is valued of that painting. Whereas music, I mean, how many times have you downloaded something illegally or given someone a burn CD? Never, I mean, never, but those things happen. What's a burn CD? Well, <laughs> <it is. laughs> that's what, that's that what I tape. put my home photos on, right? Mm. Okay. <laughs> if you go into digital rights, I mean, you have to also include video games, uh, software, and then you just have to, like, to be honest, the U.S. has 5% of the world's population. And most of this is occurring in Asia, you know, India, China, um, where, I mean, you, if you haven't ever purchased a Chinese bootleg copy of something for a third of the price, then kudos to you. Um, I'm just saying that my copy of Band of Brothers is does have Chinese writing on the front. And I didn't know that when I bought it. So, you know, 
And I was like, oh, they that's why it was so cheap. They try play it off, though, as right, yeah. a regular copy. Yeah, so I got it on eBay, and shame on me. But I was that's like, I was oh, that's play there. So um, yeah, it was years ago. But yeah. point being is, like, the, the digital rights um, discussion is uh, as a content, as content producers ourselves. Like, um, it's that, like, well, we would really love it if Joe Rogan took a, a and he could take it for free, right? And he could take a, 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 a segment of our podcast and throw it on his podcast and we would love him for it. But then if somebody smaller than us did it, we'd want them to pay us, you know? And it's like, so there's this, there's this business component to it that that makes Taylor Swift compared to Bob the guitar player yeah. kind of it, it, it's it's a very broad and challenging discussion. What's <laughs> what going on? Our, you did not hear that. Oh my god. The apocalypse has begun at our house. <laughs> is that lightning? Oh my gosh. The dog is instantly in the lap. <laughs> so you know, Taylor Swift versus Bob the guitar player it makes it a challenging discussion to have on a principled level because Taylor Swift's going to have her great points and so is Bob the guitar player. And, and Spotify and Apple Music and Google Play are going to have their points and so is the guy who bought Taylor Swift's you know, stuff. So it, it becomes a very challenging conversation that to, to create a set of principles for an entire industry um, is I think in this day and age for us to still not have some of those answers, I think is evidence of just how challenging of a, of a question it presents. And, you know, at this point it is kind of been that the market demands and the market decides and it's, you know, uh, each artist fends for themselves and you, you know, I've got a few songs that when I, if I ever do get around putting them on Spotify, I'll appreciate whatever I can get, you know, versus Taylor Swift. That is her living. That is, you know, she could buy that third house if she could get, get a little bit more money. You know, it's, it's, you know, it matters to her on a different level. Um, and it is easy to be cynical and be like, all right, you two houses is enough for you, Taylor. Like, but it, no, it's seriously, I'm, I'm all for, I'm all for capitalism and all that stuff. And it's, and it's purity. It's well, and I don't even think that's her motivating drive. It's, mm-hmm it's her heart and soul were put into these, this music and this work and she doesn't own it. And I think, you know, for the, the smaller artists, yeah, there's probably a component. Like if I was getting paid for this, then maybe I might be able to make rent or go on another tour boss or whatever. But I think that's what pulls on my heartstrings as well is as a creator. And this is part of me and I'm sharing it with you. And for someone else to be like, well, you know what, today I'm going to take that and I'm going to put a blue screen on it instead of a green screen, or I'm going to strip it down and, and manipulate it to make it be something that wasn't originally intended. Like that's the source of, of the controversy for her at least. Um, wasn't she agreeing to like in all her contracts and everything? I mean, isn't that part of the agreement that she signed up for though? I mean, when you're 15, Yeah. But yeah. when you're 15 and a nobody, and then all of a sudden you become somebody and you have... I mean, it's part of the music industry, yeah. though, which to Matt's point, he was saying, you know, I think it, it ties into where everything is going, that it's going to become decentralized. You know, you talk about blockchain. That's where every major industry is going. That's where we're headed. So I believe, you know, her speaking right. up is probably part of that process. But, you know, not that I 
I think she should have the right to her own art. You know, when you talked about it being being changed and distorted, I'm like, yeah, that would be a real bummer to see something you've worked on. That would be rough. But at the same time, I see their point, like you're signing all these contracts and you're agreeing to all this and you may not know what the full effect of those agreements are when you're 15 or when you're starting. But Well, it's as someone on a business side, you know, it's how, what if she didn't make it big? Right. Well, right. she wasn't originally so, so, told that we just want your music, your songwriting talent. We don't really want you singing. And she said, well, listen here, you want my songs, you get my face. And so. If she didn't make but, it big, that record label take all the risk and they've taken the risk on hundreds of artists yeah. and get one or two that make it. And so, and then those one or two that make it say, you screwed me over. And the record label's like, what? The, like, no. You know, it's called business, and and we've yeah. lost thou- millions of dollars on these two hundred ninety eight artists out of out of three hundred. Would so, would it change at all if I took Taylor Swift's out of it and said like Kelly Clarkson was in the same position, Weezer was in the same position? Metallica. No. The, the thing is, the thing is though, Radiohead. Like, that is the <laughs> no. It's not because I'm. I like Taylor Swift. I'm just that's, saying. That's the nature of the of the music industry. You create a product right. that people want to buy or want to listen to. And unless you can put the quality behind recording it and all that stuff, all the all the A to B that the artist does not handle, that is the, the responsibility of the re- recording company, unless they can put that out, then they have to sign that contract. And that's, that's the idea behind it. We will provide the quality of recording. We'll provide the quality this or that, so on and so forth. You, you provide the art side of it, and that's the contract. Well, and all these contracts were made so long ago, and the music industry has changed uh, leaps and bounds. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah street, but you still, platforms have changed everything. Yeah, and it's, it's a cutthroat business as it is. So, I mean, I on one hand, I understand her, but on the other hand, like, you have – the Medici family in Venice that would pay all these artists to make beautiful famous art, (laughs) famous art, Michelangelo or whoever. And, you know, they weren't like sitting there. Oh, I can't believe that they, they sold that painting to so-and-so. Oh, what a jerk, Mm -hmm. you know? No, it's gone out the door. They paid me. I give them the painting. Praise Jesus. We all got some money. And and, and I bought it. I brought up the painting thing just real quick. Um, earlier, like I don't know if a lot of people realize how sometimes the art industry works. That people will buy like collections from somebody and literally put it in a filing cabinet, mm-hmm. close the door, and wait. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's it. I th- I think the biggest beef here was that she, uh, if if I gathered this correctly, she doesn't like the guy that bought it, right? Yes, he's and, and she's it. peeved that that her recording company or whatever did not let her. Give her the opportunity to repeat yeah, buy that, her stuff. And so that I is mean, a bit that's silly. That's the problem. That's, that's right. them being a jerk. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I, just and I don't, I don't hear her complaining about them selling it as much as they didn't give an opportunity for her to be the one to buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that I think is absolutely, that's a little bit more towards crony capitalism and the stuff that I can't stand about broken capitalism mm-hmm. is you don't go to market. You just, you have, you know, Trade I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. Yeah. And then other people get screwed and the market doesn't get to speak. So in that sense, you know, absolutely. She, maybe she would have paid double, you know, yeah. and the, and the, the radio, the record label is an idiot. 
Um, and so that absolutely, like the fact that they didn't give her a chance, um, that's, that's where the thing is. It's about who owns the art and stuff. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. If, if you guys remember Pharma Bro, like Martin Scarelli, and he bought the Wu Tang album and then, like, never let anybody listen to it. <laughs> I think that happened to Michael Jackson, too, or some other. That was the Beatles. I don't know. Michael Jackson bought a lot of. Yeah, Michael Beatles Jackson stuff. owned, like, Beatles, Elvis. Yeah. Like, that's where most of his money came from. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. Who owns it now, I wonder? Mm-hmm. I think it's his Fun estate. Thing. That's why this was big, such a big deal a couple years ago about his estate. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I heard that Michael Jackson, like, there was the Beatles, Elvis, Beach Boys, like some of the, of the big, big names, classics. like he bought all their music. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Good for him, king of pop. Brilliant, right? <laughs> um, well, are we ready to transition into the final phase of this thing? Oh, we'll do yeah. some cool products that we've come across. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Do 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 do. do, like do. Baby um, shark. do, 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 do. <laughs> no, Don't do not. Start that. I think you pretty much just ruined everything right there. <laughs> no, this oh, podcast needs to be re-recorded now. <laughs> now, can somebody buy the rights to Baby Shark and bury them? Well, that'd be <laughs> it's literally like a early childhood song, kind of like Son of a Gun. PCs, like yeah. That one in, in Johnny Johnny Yes Papa. Okay. Song. Oh my gosh, your kids sing that song too? No, no not our kids. It's just Makaya. She's a right. kid. <laughs> well, yes, I'm saying like not all of them. But... Uh, she, she can't sing our that. Our kids just <laughs> The non-child. <laughs> Was anybody ready to rock out first their product? I got something, whatever. Where we just, I assume we were going in the traditional order. All right. Fashion. What's oh. So you're starting? Sure. Okay. I have this fabulous gemstone. It has, it's called a, what is it? This fancy title is scrolling up. Sorry. Hmm. It's cool. basically a chakra stone. And so there's seven different stones. Um, merged together and they align with the seven chakras and so i'm just going to read them off and i'm not going to pretend to know them all um so mm-hmm. there's quartz sodalite calcite i hope i said that right jasper amethyst um and so i've used it in my meditation purposes and i've carried it around town when i feel like i need to use it and it's pretty cool and awesome i originally purchased it for my sister but sorry sister it's <laughs> mine so maybe i'll purchase it through the link that will be if below. you're originally getting it for your sister, where do you usually carry that thing? I don't ever see you. You pull it out the top of the blouse there. That's why I said, sorry, sister, yeah. it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could sage it, but it's mine. But that's what I got. Cool. Well, for me, I, I'm i next, yeah? Yes. I, I'm always about books. And this one, The Power of Decision by Raymond Charles Barker. Okay. Um, it's not Raymond so, Charles Barkley, but... No, Barker, like Bob Barker. Like the sage. <laughs> so, um, it's an older book. It was produced in, or published in 68. And um, I, if, for the, anyone who knows me, I love Thomas Troward and Don Miguel Ruiz, who is... Uh, so, Thomas Troward, he's from the late 1800s, early 1900s, long gone. 
Um, he had a book called uh, Creative Process in the Individual, The Law and the Word. I've read all of his stuff. And then Miguel Ruiz, um, more modern, he's still alive, wrote The Four Agreements, um, The Fifth Agreement, Voice of Knowledge, and a whole bunch of Toltec Wisdom series. Those two have been the most influential authors in my life um, outside of the Bible. Um, and this book came across to me uh, just very recently through a friend and through quote unquote happenstance, if you will. And um, it is essentially if Thomas Troward and Miguel Ruiz had a baby, it's this book because <laughs> it's literally Miguel Ruiz's ideas in Thomas Troward's language. And it is blowing my mind. Hmm. So I am not even halfway, I'm not even halfway through it and I'm just like loving every bit of it. So I have to share, I read quite a bit. And so, um, this being a podcast about information and primers, um, I find books to be highly priming. (laughs) Well, we all, we kind of already touched on my product, which was our CBD salve um, that we've tried and really loved. And I ordered some oil to start taking internally and it's not going to be here for two days. I was so disappointed. I was really hoping it was going to make it here so I could try it for this episode, but it didn't. But it's already something that I really believe in. Um, The Canaway company, I did a lot of research into them and how they make their product and the products they put out and really believe in them. So, yeah. All right. Well, I forgot to prepare a product, but I suddenly thought of it because I just got it yesterday. It is a a funny looking hanger. Torture Um, device? (laughs) It's meant to um, like dry clothes, but I... (laughs) But I use tight. it to hang pants because you can, they make hang, pants hangers, you know, and they're just like, I don't know, like maybe eight hangers on one or something, four to eight, something like that. This has 10 and it all hangs in one straight line so I can access all of, well, all, okay, pants and tank tops. You can access all of them really easily. I personally love hanging my stuff a lot better than sticking it in drawers because I can see it and and get to it easier. And so um, this just takes up less space in the closet, I feel like. And I love it. <laughs> that is old. David, you said you had nothing to I have nothing. Mm. I, I forgot. I got you, bro. I got two. And uh, I'll, I'll roll with the one that kind of rolls with Joni's a little bit. And it's uh, Christopher's Complete Tissue and Bone Tincture. And uh, really cool thing about this is it's based around, I mean, it's got a variety of things in it, but it's got comfrey in it. And the stories, well, uh, I can do this with the camera. Cool thing about it is uh, I, I had picked it up just before our son just bailed hard on his bike, gave himself a concussion, and like his face was pretty, pretty rowdy, like swollen. And I took pictures. Yeah. And, uh, we applied this stuff pretty religiously from that evening forward and his face looked amazing within two days. Yeah. I didn't take a picture of that, unfortunately, but like um, 
his face cleared up so fast. Like he didn't bring his tooth back, but no. <laughs> um, and, and, and it wasn't my original product for today. Um, I have a different one. The reason that I, I thought about it for today is because I was balling out hard yesterday for a uh, end of the softball season party for mm. our, our kiddos and uh, just laid out in, in left field and <laughs> totally bashed my knees up. So uh, I was using it today. Um, mm. Fan of it. And then. The other thing, also health-related, um, if you've ever dealt with plantar fascia um, issues, since I've become more active, you know, I, there's about, I had about 14 years of knee pain that I recently got over about a year ago, and so I've kind of rediscovered sports. I'm having a time of my life out in the fields. Um, that's a side effect is, is that you know, parts of my body are kind of playing catch-up to all, all the sudden activity boost. And if you don't know what your plantar fascia is, or you've never heard of plantar fasciitis, it's a strip of muscle that goes on the arch of your foot. And um, depending on maybe your calves are tight, or maybe just the activity you're doing, the way you're built, predisposed, whatever, um, it gets really fired up, inflamed, and painful. Sometimes you wake up in the morning, you step out of bed, and you're like, why does it feel like my foot's broken right now? Like, I felt totally fine a second ago, and now I'm in super big pain. There's, you know, you definitely want to, spend time, you know, working the muscles and preparing them and stretching your calves and whatnot. But I've last year, I was able to get rid of it real quickly, um, quickly with, uh, just an, in, uh, a shoe insert and that, that worked pretty well. So I, I bet I busted out those shoe inserts right away this year and, uh, wasn't kind of getting the job done. I went ahead and I, I think maybe I was complaining about plantar fasciitis and my phone heard me so facebook's like hey here's some ads <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> there's an episode so i was like i'm not going to that ad but i'll go look this stuff up on and i found some on amazon <laughs> and two days later i threw in my shoe almost immediately felt amazing it compression you know a compression sleeve is, is going to kind of squeeze things together a little bit so it's squeezing the, my arch you can sleep with them you can wear them in any set of shoes which is what i really like about it the reason i didn't I was kind of bummed about the insoles is that they really stank and <laughs> I didn't want to put them in my new shoes. Yeah. So uh, I was able just to slide these guys in and out, whatever, and big fan of what they've done for me so far. Kind of almost immediate pain relief. So I'm confused that's, about how that works. You put it yeah, around you, your foot, around the yeah, shoe? Yeah, so basically, yeah, when you're ordering it, you kind of measure the circumference of the middle of your foot and okay. then uh, you get your sleeve and you slide it on there and it's a snug fit. Like it shouldn't be cutting off circulation or anything <laughs> like that. And uh, you don't really even notice them mm -hmm. for the most part. If you have shoes on, especially you won't. If you have like, I wear ankle socks a lot. And so I occasionally have the feeling like the, the back of the sock is coming off is what it feels like, but it's yeah. not. It's just that this is, you know, nice and tight around the middle of my foot okay. and they provide relief. I feel fantastic with these things. So, and, and I'm working hard. Like I'm working with kids, you know, for an hour and a half, Monday through Friday, you know, we are doing speed training, agility training, strength training. Like we are running the gamut. So this, you know, 35 year old me is getting, getting it. Mm -hmm. So putting those plantar fascia to the test and this is really helping me out. That said, I think that's it for mostly monthly here. Um, if you haven't had a chance to find our social media pages, you can do that by going to uh, looking up Epic ideas on the social medias. Um, please, it helps us out so much, whether you are either, you know, finding things on, on our website, theepic.org, and donating through MP3 selections there, or maybe, I don't know, maybe just find a way to donate. Or these products, oh, when do you buy these products too? Maybe probably should mention. 
um, you know, we are setting up these links so that when you order these things, we're getting a cut. We're getting a kickback. You're helping us out. You're supporting the show by uh, buying some cool products that we really believe in. Like we are, like nobody's saying, uh, coming to us and saying, hey, um, you guys, we'll pay you to endorse this product. No, we're, we're just hawking goods that we really believe in right now that are really cool to us. So purchasing through those affiliate links are huge. And if you can't, you know, you don't have the coin right now, please just like, subscribe, share, just kind of raise our, our visibility, you know, get us out to your friends and whatnot. We'd really appreciate it. And how do you spell Epic, by the way? E-P-O-C-H. Yes. Mm, there we go. Good job. Oh, thanks, man. That's, you know, I, I feel like uh, if, if all challenges in, in life were that easy, I would about <laughs> Oh, and we have a Patreon page too, so if you want to. Ah, tell us about it. We have <laughs> <laughs> we put really cool can, outtakes of us being goofballs. That's right. Behind the scenes. Behind Those the are outtakes. That's not the actual show. <laughs> I feel it, like is, it is a show. They could just get better. Most get of better. Yes. Yeah. yes. And there's also outside discussions that happen. Pre show, post show. Oh, that's true. All, all the, the shows. Things. things we're talking about, thinking about. All that stuff is over on Patreon. You can access it through our site. If you want us to talk about something, you can also hit oh, us yeah. up in the same way. There's different yeah. uh, levels that you can hit on there and access different rewards, benefits, whatever you want to call them. Awesome. So. That sounds like a great deal. It is. <laughs> <laughs> great deal. <laughs> well, we just love providing value here, so we hope that you found some value in this last hour of Mostly Monthly. Thanks for joining us and uh, looking forward to having you hear us next time. There we go. All right.